That's always good when you start off with a laugh. Science, it's great. Pregnant, a uh, young girl, <laughs> teen, doesn't know how to tell her parents. <laughs> Movie freaks. Edward Furlong's in it, too. I am freaking hopeless. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Movie freaks. Welcome to Movie Freaks Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that's certainly better than going to the dentist, but not quite as exciting as an eye doctor visit. I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs> and I'm Eric Marner. <laughs> Welcome. Fantastic. I I tend to agree. We're right at yeah. about that level. We, yeah, I and, and I, I came up with that this morning as I sat in the dentist chair thinking, this sucks, but I'm like, you know, uh, this might be something good for an intro. Let's let's turn this into an introduction. So, oh, I'm all for it. And for even more extreme medical practices, four nights of Fulci. Yes. <laughs> there's eye removal, and uh, I believe there's a, hmm, all kinds of interesting medical practices in those films that are coming up oh, yes. very soon. By the time this comes out, actually... Uh, House by the Cemetery will be done, and Zombie will be tonight, because this will probably be out Saturday morning, so tonight, October 10th, come out for Zombie. House of the Dead was such a blowout, huge success, you don't even know the party you missed. Police were called, fire, ambulance, it, it was uh, for the ages, so come out tonight yes. for Zombie. <laughs> Yes. And you said House of the Dead, so is uh, Uwe uh, Boll going to be there? Did, or? I thought I said House by the Cemetery. I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's Wednesday. Leave yeah. me be. Yeah. Uh, and then next week, City of the Living Dead. On October 16th. And the Beyond, October 17th. Come on out. It's going to be a hell of a party. We're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, more news on that as it comes. Let's jump right into the roulette, not waste any time. Uh, last week, it was Stranded versus come drink with me uh do you want to go first do you want me to go first what do you, want to do? Uh, you know i'll go first okay because um, i'm i'm so curious uh, about your thoughts on uh on uh a new science fiction movie starring christian slater <laughs> so yay so come oh. drink with me yeah I, i'm not going to get into the too much of the story because this is cookie cutter uh, Shaw Brothers Kung Fu storyline here where someone's captured on one side, so someone else is captured on another, and there's a feud to whatever, and one side is bad and one side is good, and it's the, your typical feudal Japan, uh, whatever, feudal China. China, yeah. Um, so here's the thing, and I really like Shaw Brothers movies. This one here uh, is a, a more of a lesser of. Uh, Shaw Brothers. The title itself, by the way, is hilarious because I'm like, what? Come drink with me. That sounds like a teen comedy. <laughs> no, it's a Kung Fu movie from the 60s, but it seems like a precursor of better things to come. Like all of the standard stuff is there that makes a Shaw Brothers movie so good. It's just not quite as good as some of the other ones. The Kung Fu, the wire work, all that stuff is good, but not as good. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole way through, I'm like, I watched the whole way through, I'm like, yeah, this is this is good, but I'm like, I've seen enough Shaw Brothers. I have, I'm not well-versed in Shaw Brothers, but I've seen enough to where it's like, yeah, this is them. It, all, it just felt like it was them getting their footing, and they improved in the late 60s and then early 70s. They were, like, firing on all cylinders, I think. Right. Even, in fact, all through the 70s. So this was, I think, 66, which is, that's a little bit earlier. I mean, they, they yeah. were pumping out stuff in the 60s, but it just, it felt like that. So Right. I got you. Um, 
So, uh, passing thumbs up, thumbs up. With yeah, the- you know, a barely passing thumbs up, but be- because I expect so much more from Shaw Brothers. And again, it's it's if you're wanting a check your brain, you know, you check off the brain and pour a drink. It's fine, but there's especially right now on Netflix, there's a, a lot better Shaw Brothers on Netflix. But if you're a completist, certainly give it a watch. It's not terrible. It's just uh, how is I, the HD transfer? Oh, it's great. It was fantastic. All right. Awesome. Yeah. That. Yeah. So if you're into like, if you want to see it cleaned up, it's good. And uh, just don't be expecting anything special. All know. right. Well, I'm still going to give that one a watch, and I'll report back with the Kung, Kung Fu Dorks uh, review of it. So uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. I have a, actually. I'm very curious what you'd think if if you fall into because you've seen more than I have, mm-hmm. and and to me this just felt eh. It was by, good, but kind of by uh, the numbers is what I'm yes, hearing. Yes, yeah. yeah, and just they got better production values later on, and maybe better acting, and eh, so I, I was hoping for since it's come drink with me, I was hoping for some Jackie Chan drunken master kind of that uh, drunken kung fu. No, no, none of that. Yeah, it's just more of the back and the forth, and the, okay. Well, I mean, this is no spoiler, but one person is supposed to be a guy, but you're like, well, that's that's not a guy. You can clearly tell that's a woman i'm like what and then it's the big reveal like oh it's woman yeah what well they kind of that that is kind of a a, one of the tropes of of that time period if you're dressed a certain way you're a man and that's that they don't really dive into it any further than that because uh women weren't allowed to do anything so you would have uh, men uh dressing as women like in plays and stuff uh they would play the female roles as well because okay. I, I think I have that right. I probably not. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but uh, okay. Well, it sounds like if you're a kung fu dork, check it out. And yes, o- definitely. Otherwise, uh, maybe yeah. For for people that are not into kung fu, seriously, I I would be hard pressed to recommend it. Okay. Uh, over on my side, we had Stranded, a new science fiction film from Oscar winner Roger Christian. That's right, the director. Roger Christian has won an Academy Award for uh, his set decoration or art design. What, what is it? Set decoration for Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Uh, this is one of George Lucas's kind of people. Um, let us not also forget he went on to direct Battlefield Earth. So that's where we're going with this. Christian, so he directed Battlefield Earth. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Uh, Christian Slater leads a uh, non-star cast in this complete waste of time that is uh, oh. just... Uh, if I had known he had made Battlefield Earth, I might have still been in, in, in to watch it just for being a sick. I want to see some a crappy movie, but... <laughs> wow. This movie just rips off every science fiction movie from the last 20 years, and or 30, and makes it way worse. Um, there's... Literally nothing here to see. I, I out of a scale of one to ten, I think I'll give it a two. Uh, mm. The only positive thing I can really say is the actors were fine. That they oh. did their job fine. I had no complaints. There was no like, oh, that guy's a bad actor. Or, that guy's delivering that line terrible. Or you know, any of the work they did, it was all like that. That's fine. It was all fine. But the storyline was, you know, they're on a moon base and uh, meteorites hit and then uh, some of them split open and the substance comes out and then uh, the one girl gets infected maybe or maybe 
that she keeps thinking she's pregnant and then maybe she gives birth to something and then maybe there's a six-foot alien running around or maybe it's just all in their heads of the infected people because the other people don't see it at the same times but they do enough playing with is it real is it not that you can't ever figure it out as the audience you never know if it is or isn't and you don't but you don't care it's like just terrible it's terrible and this is how are, uh, how are the effects in it i you know i was like halfway through i was kind of digging it because the effects were old school it was a lot of miniatures and mm. really mini miniatures and obvious miniatures and those kind of effects were the you know firecracker in or fire firecracker into like uh sand and it blows up that's a meteorite hit but you can tell yeah. it's real cheesy and but i kind of like that you know that was that was cool me too but then it just uh, nothing i mean none of the main core of the plot worked and they spend the entire movie going back and forth no it's just an infection it's just an infection you're hallucinating it's all in your mind and you're like okay that's the plot that's what we're doing and then okay. and then you see a thing run around but it's always the infected people that see it so okay now there is this cool kind of creature there i think and and that's messing with people and and then maybe it's not. And at the end, I don't. I don't even remember. I don't even know. I don't even know which it was. Uh, Ouch! Don't watch it. It's terrible. I, I and I say all the time, we don't do this roulette to just crap on movies. But this one is not a gem in the rough. And it mm. by the two thirds of the way, halfway mark, I was done. I was like, this sucks. And I can't believe there's still forty minutes to go. Oh, uh, that's the worst. I know, but it was like I'm in. We're let's take yeah. the ride. You know, we've had some pretty good roulettes lately. So you just—that's one of those things where you just in any given month. Like if, if we do four roulettes a month, I would guess half of them are going to suck. Uh, if we're lucky, yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. the point. We're trying to bring up them gems so that m- more people will watch the good ones. Yep. Uh, okay. Next round, please get me out of this. Okay, so uh, throwing your way, we have Pernicious. No, no, no! I already know the movies that are coming my way. You pick the movie that. You... Oh, <laughs> hey, here we go! Oh, top seventeen again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! Okay. Just tell me what you picked from the list I sent you. Okay, so my first movie ticket stub is. <laughs> Oh. Oh. Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you threw my way. Dark was the night. The Bloodlands, The Beast of Exmoor, Rumble Kings and uh, Rubble Kings, sorry, and Snow Girl and the Dark Crystal. Uh, and honestly, all of those look really, really good. I'm hesitant on that Snow Girl one. New Asian. Yeah. Oh, I think that has way more potential than those first three. That's that's all cleaning up Eugene's roulette right there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yep. <laughs> um, you know that Rubble Kings looks really, really good. That's um, gonna be solid. Yeah, I know, and and therefore I'm not gonna take it because I know that's probably gonna be a win. Um, out of the other three, I think I'm gonna go with the. Uh, Beast of Exmoor. I do like movies shot in Ireland. Um, I mean, I believe that it's shot in Ireland, and it's about this 
creature yeah, I think in so. the moors. So I'm like, oh, I'll give that a shot. Only an hour and 22 minutes or an hour and 23 minutes. And same with the Bloodlands. Uh, so, and I think that that Bloodlands movie, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that that's the lady that starred in The Nurse. Oh, is it? I don't know. No, I, I didn't I, I didn't see who stars in it. I just went okay. and looked at it and read I, the synopsis. I think it's her, but more than likely on before next episode, if I have time, I'm going to watch uh, the first four more than likely. Uh, I'll have those watched. So so you're going to go with The Beast of Exmoor? Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, over on my side, I uh, you gave me... I'm not going to pick you because I can't pronounce your stupid freaking title. But who, also, would, who would name a movie like that? I don't know. Uh, but I, I, I'm pretty good at pronouncing difficult words, and that one, I think it's pernicious. Uh, 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 three teen girls go traveling abroad. No, I'm, I'm good. Uh <laughs> Next, you gave me White Rabbit. Synopsis, plagued by visions, bullied teen... I'm good. Uh, Next, you gave me (laughs) Pressure, which is an uh, underwater movie, and we've talked about before, I love underwater movies. Um, And it has a good cast on top of it, so I was like, ooh. That one actually was already in my queue, but that, that sounds good. Next, Cold Water. This stark drama follows troubled teen Brat. No, no, I'm I'm good. I'm good on <laughs> I'm good on that one as well. Um, what was the last one? Oh, cruel. Pierre's lonely life is interrupted only by memories of. Okay, now now I'm into memories and uh, oh, it's all French. Yes, this is, <laughs> yes. This is a Eugene movie. I'm yep. gonna go. I'm gonna go with pressure. Okay. <laughs> You know, I Cause, almost because last week I dived on the grenade and took a crappy one that I thought would probably be crappy, but I, you know, I'll I'll take the hit. This time I'm I'm gonna take one that I think has actual potential. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised that neither of us uh, threw the uh, stranger grenade at each other. The Eli Roth produced movie, The Stranger. I don't um, know what you're talking about. Uh, it's one that he was heavily involved with. Actually, Jess Hicks from The Nightlight mm-hmm. just re- just reviewed that movie on uh, Bloody Disgusting, gave it a thumbs up, and it's on Netflix, and it's supposed to be a pretty good movie. I will make a note of that. I, yeah. I'll check it out. The str- yeah, the so it's... It, uh, hmm. Yeah, The Stranger. And okay. it, I guess it's... Um, well, it's, I don't want to give any plot details away, but it sounds it sounds very bleak. And very good and very interesting. I think it might be vampire-ish. Cool. So, uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, I, I was waiting for you to throw that one my way because I'm like, I'll take that one for sure. Oh, I like, totally yeah. missed my radar, but I'll yeah. I'll definitely be adding that one. I'll check it out. Okay. Okay. So next episode, it will be pressure versus the beast of Exmoor. Is that how you say it, Exmoor? It's X M O O R. It's the episode of unpronounceable movie titles. Is yes. What we're getting into. Yeah. Zemore, yes. it might be Zemore, Zemore. Yeah. Uh. yeah, but I think that the whole thing is the Moors, because like, they're they're tracking a beast on the the Moors. Mm. I, I assume that's what they're getting going for, but eh, it's a stupid title. Yeah, yeah whatever. we'll see. <laughs> hey, it caught yeah. my attention because I was like, yeah. "Beast of something." All right, yeah. I like beast and creatures. That yeah. movies, that's uh, that's up my alley. You know what's interesting is that Dark was the night um, that actually has. Uh, is it Lucas Haas from uh, yes. Witness? Yes, and, uh, wait, from Witness? 
Or no, um, who's who's the kid in Witness? Who? What was his name? I have no idea. I know of Harrison Ford in Witness and Amish people. That was about it. Okay. Well, the the kid in Witness, he's been in a lot of movies actually. Okay. Um, he is in the movie, and so is um, I don't know his name, but he was Kevin Durand, uh, that big yes. ass dude. Yeah, I saw yes. Kevin Durand. I was like, I like him. Yeah, it's Lucas yeah, you know, Has. Was he in? Witness? I didn't know. Yeah, he was a little he was a little boy in Witness. Wow, I did not know that. But yeah. I recognize his name as well as being another kind of up and comer. But here's the thing, and I'm I'm gonna watch it, but what a generic title. Like that is so generic. Yeah. Dark was the night. I, yeah, maybe bright was the night. It was something different. Catch yeah, you off but guard. It, yeah. Anyway, but uh, that's funny. So wow. yeah. Anyway, I learned something tonight. Lucas Haas. I did not know he was a little kid, and oh, that's cool. Okay. Um, well, if that's going to wrap up the roulette, we will move on to our next segment, which is going to be for the month of October. We both uh, decided that, like a lot of people on the net, they try and do horror thons for October and watch as many horror movies as you can. I set my goal at watching getting 31 in for the month. I'm not going to get a movie watched every single day. That just isn't the way it works in this household. Uh, But usually I catch up on the weekends with a few. So I'm hoping to get 31 in for the month of October. Uh, Watching You watching a horror movie a day is nothing, I think, for you. That's kind of your standard MO for, let's see, months January through December. So Yes, I try. I try. (laughs) Uh, But nonetheless, I said, hey, you know, last year we did this uh we we had an october horror themed segment where we broke down uh our favorite horror movies or notable horror movies for going back to the 60s i think all the way up to current and i am going to cut that together in one gigantic special edition episode that i'll put out probably around uh halloween oh Um, great just for why not and uh so anyway where are you at with your horror thon? We're uh, today is the seventh, so we should have about seven. I'm sure you have forty-seven. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have. Let's see, one, two, three, four. Five. I have five, so I'm a little behind, but I will be catching up on the weekends, and we'll see if I can hit the goal by the last day of the month. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking at five seven. Wow, uh, I think I've got eight. Right oh, now. so you're right there. Yeah. Um, you know, actually, I, I'm I'm counting eight, but one of them was one that I was going to talk about briefly on the last episode, and this is one that I watched uh, about well, a week you and a half. You time. have the dates, so I'm talking October yes. 1st on. Oh, okay, yeah. Th- this one here is from the 29th okay, of last that, month. Which, that maybe re- that'll be a reason. Move that yeah, to recently reason. watched. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so actually we're tied. Seven and seven. No, I have five. Well, I'm supposed to have uh, seven. <laughs> I don't. I'm not. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> we got math lots of sick th- kids, and this Fulci crap yeah. is taking up all oh, our time. <laughs> yeah, math is a math is a thing. <laughs> math is. A... <laughs> it's not our thing. If it's your thing, that's great. But yes, <laughs> we aren't all uh, Matt Damon. Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, well, so now, you, now you have... I will say this: my my one is is. I'm curious what you're going to think if it if it falls under horror or not, but I, I thought the movie was great, and it kind of falls under the Halloween season. No, nope, that's October, fine, because so. I have some that might 
fall under questionable as well, but we will okay. debate that. And if we feel that one doesn't count, we'll have it stricken from the record and you owe us another horror-thon. How does that perfect. sound? Perfect, perfect. So we're, we'll make it into a bit of a game if, as much yeah. as we can. Uh, okay. I'm going to let you go first since you're a little bit ahead. So uh, go in order. As well. Okay, so I will. from October 1st, what do you got? What's your first October one? October 1st, the first one, Hotel Transylvania 3D. And oh. that's that is, that's my one that I wasn't sure if that would oh, count no, that, or that not. Oh, no, totally counts. Okay, have you seen that movie? No. Um, I am happy to report that, and I got this one for like five bucks used on Blu-ray 3D. And I finally, I'm like, oh, you know what, I, I was sick. And I'm like, I'm in the mood for something light. I'm kind of uh, grumpy and wife wanted to watch something. Hotel Transylvania. I can't believe how good that movie was. It was funny, well-made, fast-paced. It's, I'm like, this is like kind of uh, in the same vein of, I don't want to say How to Train Your Dragon. That was a fantastic movie, but more lighthearted. Very lighthearted. Not heavy pixel type oh i'm uh, i'm not remotely surprised and i'll tell you why in a minute go ahead okay but you know what i even even adam sandler voicing dracula totally fine with that totally fine with that the voice acting was really good it was genuinely funny the 3d was really good that was a good movie i gave it four stars i uh and even my wife she was like wow she's like that was good enough she's like i actually wouldn't mind seeing the second one in the theater i'm like don't know about that. Uh, theater kids. Oh, sure. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, oxygen tanks and popcorn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not at all surprised that this is uh, an awesome movie. Do you know why? Why is that? You seriously don't know? Do you know who directed that movie? Uh, no. Huh. I didn't uh, even look. Oh, I. I've been following it. I just haven't got around to it. And they said when they greenlit a sequel, I, again, not surprised. Uh, that would be a Gendy Tar... It's the unpronounceable episode. Gendy uh-huh. Tartakovsky. Do you never recognize that name? No. Uh, that would be the genius behind Samurai Jack and the animated Star Wars parts oh. one and two. Do you remember those? The, yeah. The, the Clone Wars bits? Not the animated shows, just the the two DVDs that we have. Yes. He is the genius behind those things. No kidding. I didn't know that. Okay. So if you are at all familiar with the way that thing can balance the tone of being dark and evil and happy and laugh and cry in the same episode, then you know the genius behind it. And that's what you're going into with Hotel Transylvania. So not surprised. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but, I will say this. I, you should give it a watch. I, I was genuinely surprised and impressed because it, it is all the monsters are in there and they have a, tons of funny bits with things that you know from these creatures. And I'm like, wow, that was good. I'm, I will definitely watch it. Probably Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that, I'm not surprised. That's great. I love it. Okay, uh, anything else for Hotel Transylvania? No, huh? Okay, first up for me is The Nightmare. Uh, mm. This was a documentary uh, of sorts with a lot of reenactments or simulated reenactments of some, yeah. uh, how, how you would describe that, about um, sleep paralysis and people that share common nightmares 
involved in sleep paralysis, and I knew a lot of the stories behind uh, this condition going in, so a lot of the things they showed me weren't too surprising, I guess you'd say. Uh, but the reenactment bits where they're, like, got actors to play out what their dreams were like. Yeah. Those parts were terrifying. I mean... No shit. Oh, Straight man. up terrifying. Um, I was a little disappointed, though. As it went into the third act, I thought it really kind of petered out. And it was like, through the first and second, it was really building. Like, it got worse and worse and more hardcore. And then the third act, it was sort of like, and some other stuff happens. The end. And it was just, hmm. oh, okay. That's fine. I mean, it was good and creepy and definitely worth a watch and everything, but... Uh, I don't know. It's a very interesting way to make a documentary because they, yeah. they, I like it was that very, too. yeah, very strictly a documentary, but they had these little bits in there to like maybe show our, uh, uh, lesser imaginative viewers what this would be like to really knock your socks off. So definitely give that one a watch. Definitely a thumbs up, but not probably one that I'm going to go watch again. Yeah. I can't wait to watch that one again. <laughs> I, I loved that movie. That scared the shit out but of you me. live on those you absolutely I know. live yeah. on those and there are somewhere i will get into it uh, as we wrap up this segment but there are somewhere that scare me so bad that i'm just like okay i got it i'm good and i don't need to revisit it yeah as yeah. opposed but to I, my I, last one but that yeah. what what i really liked about that movie is that that they don't give any clear answers but they really give some suggestions like it could be aliens it could be demons it could be uh, a psychological thing, I, and I, especially the whole demons thing. Like the one lady is a born again Christian now, and talks about that a little bit. Now I, I don't know why, just like all of like, who knows? And it's just it's crazy. And see, that's what I needed in the third act, though. Was you know there are uh, sleep specialist doctors out there. Can we not talk to a couple of them and maybe have them throw their two cents in? But they just yeah. kind of didn't. They just talked to the sufferers of this condition. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, is there no insight? Even if the stuff they say is generic, you could at least throw it in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up for you. Okay, so from Hotel Transylvania, we're going to go into another galaxy. And that is Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure there's double headers of those. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and the, the audience is very similar. That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, this is the granddaddy of all exploitation movies, and uh, in my humble opinion, the first found footage horror movie. Uh, this is this is it, and Rogero Diodato, uh, pretty much lightning in a bottle uh, for me on this one. It still holds up so well all these years later as being sickening, extremely well made, um, and a very much a product of its time in that there's real animal killings on this movie that that were planned and it's so brutal so it's almost like a bit of a a mondo movie where they're really killing like there's actual killing coupled with a horror movie and it is the music the, everything about this movie the planets aligned on uh to make an exceptionally good movie this is i mean it yes it's a grindhouse exploitation movie but it's a really, really, really good one in that it sounds like, you know, Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, that sounds, you know, like a gross, cheesy, whatever. It's it's a really, really well-made movie. And the fact that Umberto Lenzi 
another one of my favorite directors, made Cannibal Ferox shortly after this. That is truly a grindhouse, cheesy, gross-out movie. This is more of a serious, like, it's just a really, really well-made movie. And the fact that it is found footage, and it still works all these years later, after so many found footage movies, it still is an ingenious way to do it, especially talking about film reels that are found. This is not, like, this found footage is not mini-DV tapes or camcorders. This is film cameras that are found, and it's just, it's really cool. And But I believe that this is the inspiration from the Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I know a lot of people say Blair Witch Project is, you know, that's the that's the originator. I, they're of, wrong. <laughs> yeah, that, it's this one. So, yeah. uh, but it, this is not for the weak stomach. Uh, this is a rough movie. I still don't know that I've seen it all the way through. I think I watched half of it with you one time back in the VHS days. And yeah, then, you did. That was about yeah. it. But I need to give it another shot, especially now after Green Inferno, everybody's talking about it again. It's like, yeah. ah, I need to check that one off the list. Yeah. It's funny because it, through the through the movie, as they're, you know, because they're shooting a documentary in in the Amazon, and they keep referring to it as the Green Inferno. Well, yeah. that's where Eli Roth gets the name Green Inferno from. But mm-hmm. um, And the score plays such an important role in Cannibal Holocaust, uh, primarily because the score, almost it doesn't really fit the movie. But that's what makes it so good, is this really weird score that that doesn't work, but makes it, and it's hard for me to describe, but I cannot think of it any other way, like, any other music because it's not horror music it's like Eli Roth used horror music for his Green Inferno movie this is not horror music and so it just makes it so weird yeah Um, but anyway I gotcha yeah cool I could go on and on about that That, that's my wheel horse right there is (laughs) Italian exploitation wheel horse (laughs) yes (laughs) all right (laughs) Uh, okay, back over to me, because um, I'm checking all kinds of shit off the list, um, both new and uh, stuff from Roulette. But first up was, first up, the first that I really wanted to get to after the Nightmare, these were ones that were very recently added, was Byzantium. Which hope that's how you pronounce that weird-ass name. <laughs> uh, from director Neil Jordan, who the last time he did a vampire flick was called, hmm, Interview with a Vampire. So mm. my expectations are pretty high please don't disappoint and i gotta say man i really really liked this movie this was just brilliant filmmaking all the way through it it feels like the way the last boy scout is the lost diehard movie this feels like the lost Anne rice novel it totally Ooh. has the same feel as and as many of the Anne Rice novels, and I'm going through a lot of them. I went through Memnock Devil, and uh, I'm right now I today I just started uh, the next one, Vampire Armand. So I'm I'm ripping through them, loving it. Um, but it totally has that feel. It jumps back and forth a little bit on time periods, uh, which kind of works because you're interested to know how this got going. It's it's basically uh, these two girls, vampires wandering around just surviving and it's just interesting to to the vampire lore that he builds you know it's not your it's not blade it's not your slam bang action every two seconds we're just ripping throats out uh 
but it's very character driven. It's very well acted by Gemma Arterton and Sirenice Rowan, whose name I can never pronounce. I've never figured out how to pronounce <laughs> the name, and she looks like a freaking alien. That chick looks like an alien. What else has she been in? Um, she's been in some stuff. Hold on a sec. Uh, she was Hannah. Do you remember that one, The Little Assassin? Oh, girl? yes, yes. I okay, haven't seen I that you... movie, but you'd know who I'm talking about. That's a good movie. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, The Host. Uh, I'm trying to look for something older. The Way Back, which you still need to watch. Great movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm seeing for now. Okay. But uh, she did a very good job of acting. Uh, you know, it's, it's always hard when you're like, oh, I'm two centuries old, but oh, I'm 20. A 20-year-old actor, actress trying to play 200 years old. How do you portray that realistically or believably? Or, you know, there's a maturity there that's hard to portray. Yeah. But I feel like she did an excellent job. And I I really enjoyed it all the way through. Uh, I definitely think you should give it a, a shot. But, you know, don't be expecting giant action vampire movie. It's not that. It's like kind of like the interview, where it's, it's a very slow, uh, methodical... Um, character-driven piece, but it, it, it has sprinkled in spots of just terrific set design and, and stuff like that, where I, blood waterfall, that's all I'm going to say. Holy Ooh, crap, okay. is that rule. That Those scenes were worth the trip alone. Um, but definitely check that one out, and since it's not really much of a horror movie, but since it is vampires, I think it counts. Oh yeah, that counts. Okay. If Hotel Transylvania counts, that counts. <laughs> Back to you. Okay, so I was going to watch the, uh, I was going to watch these back to back, but I only had time for one of them, and time was limited, so I went with the less running time. Uh, so I picked the collection. I was going to watch the collector, and then the sequel, the collection. I've watched both of these uh, numerous times now, and uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm in the mood for a newer slasher movie that I know I like. And The Collection and The Collector are both movies that I give thumbs up to. So I watched The Collection again. And as expected, once again, I really, really liked it. It's fast-paced to a fault, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, That movie was a little over 75 minutes, if that, actually. And it needed definitely needed more time to breathe in the very beginning. It was almost like they, they were so excited to get to the huge set piece in the rave dance club scene, whatever. You have watched the collection, uh, right? Is this the second one? Yes. Okay, I haven't seen the second one. I just saw the Ooh. first one. Oh, it's good. I need to. I um, really liked the first one. I just haven't yeah. got around to it. Maybe this month. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a good movie, but it's almost like they there's such a great set piece, uh, and it happens so fast that it, honestly, to me, it should have built a little bit more. Um but I, I gave it three and a half out of five stars. Everything that you like about the original is in this. It is, it's so gory. Uh, it's just oceans of blood in this thing. <laughs> um, and I believe that this director, I don't have his name uh, pulled up right now, but the, the director of Collector and the Collection, um, and I am happy to report that uh, I saw both of those movies in the theater, and I'm very... Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Uh, I, yeah, I supported both of those movies in the theater. Um, he is actually on board to make the next Halloween movie. So, Is yeah. that going to be Halloween 3, or is that another reboot? Or No, it's a, it's another, yeah, it's 
done with the Rob Zombies. Now it's its own take, whatever it might might be. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, I you know, I, and I'm going to get into Halloween here in a little bit, but. I say uh, go, I am, go Halloween 3 season of the Nick Cage. Just go with it. <laughs> oh, hey, you're just jumping the shark then. <laughs> um, so anyway, but yeah, The Collection is a great movie. Uh, it's, 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 it's still in the Saw era where it, that, that time frame where it's all about traps and over-the-top, like, really horrific, violent, gory deaths. Um, and it is, but it's, it's very well-made, action-packed, and you won't. Be bored. Trust me. I've only seen the first one, and I agree with the Saw comparison, uh, w- but I would add in there, except it's better. And mm-hmm. it's not just stuck on the tortury. You know what I mean? Like, the, the way it's filmed with Saw, it's like, oh, look, it's going to be torture. And with this, yeah. it's like, okay, this is a real sicko just kind of catching you in traps and doing, you know, you're trying to escape. I don't know. It's hard to explain, yeah. but if you watch them, you'll see what I mean by the, the yeah. difference between the two. Okay, next up for me is Hatchet Part 3, which if you've seen Hatchet (laughs) Part 1 and Hatchet Part 2, which if you haven't by now, shame on you, go watch those movies. They're hilarious and and great and whatever, Uh, but it's like Hatchet Part 1 and Hatchet Part 2. Back to you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, what am I going to sit here and break down this movie? It's, it's silly and ridiculous and over the top. And it's almost the, the third part of this trilogy. I mean, it's like one big long movie. Everyone picks up right where the last one left off. And oh yeah, tons of gory deaths and hilarity ensues. And that's it. Yeah. And they're hilarious and they're awesome. I, I, yep. I, I mean, I don't know if I have much else to say. I don't think yeah. I would hold any one over the other. So. Yeah, I did notice in part three, it seemed like he was unstoppable. And he is, he is unstoppable in the first two, but it seemed like in the third one especially, it was like, we are just going to kill as many people as we can. There is a, no way you can stop this thing. No, and no it, it begins at the end of part two with her chainsawing him literally in half vertically and in the morning up oh, he's up and about and good to go again because you can't ever kill him he just resets every day yeah uh, so yeah and i'm not spoiling anything uh, he's going to yeah get, i mean i'm sure by they killed him and he's still gonna go it's yeah. uh, whatever um, have you had a chance to watch the new slayer video repentless no, can't say can't say that I have. <laughs> okay, well, you're, the, the reason I bring that up is the director of Hatchet Three directed the new Slayer video. Is this not and the same director for all the Hatchets? No, no, no. Adam Green did not direct Part Three. He did one and two. Yes, he did one and two, and then he I think he was producer of Part Three. But this other director, I'm not, I don't have. Well, his name, kudos to Part Three director because it felt. Just right up there with part one and two. Yeah, yeah. But he did the Slayer video, and the Slayer video. It's what's funny is it's very, very gory. Like, like wow, they there's some good special effects in here. This is a gory horror video. And so, anyway, there you go. Okay, Slayer rocks. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, next yeah. up for now, me. Hatchet three. What do you got? Uh, next up is Rob Zombie's Halloween Part Two theatrical version. Uh, I I wanted to hold off on this one till closer to Halloween because this has jumped up to one of my favorites in the series. But uh, I'm I'm a sucker for him, and I'm like I I'm in the mood. I want to watch I want to watch Rob Zombie's Halloween Two, and 
I have I know we've talked about this on this show on my own show I've talked about this but I'll just chime in again I did not like this movie the first two times I think I've watched it twice the uh, extended Rob Zombie extended version on Blu-ray and I'm like oh this is not good it's it's everything about it is too much and Laurie Strode's a bitch and it's just no and then the theatrical version I finally get to watch that and I'm like oh this is good. All, there was no violence cut out of this thing. It's just all character beats that did not work. Um, it, it's a great movie. It's shot on 16mm. I believe that Zombie shot it on 16mm, and it looks like it's shot on film. Um, but it's just a gritty, violent slasher movie that uh, has brutal. It's weird hints brutal. of psychology, uh, psychological yeah. stuff going on, too. Yes. That surprisingly yeah. work. I, I I do want to watch the director's cut just so I can see the difference. And I've only seen the theatrical, and I was shocked how much I enjoyed that one for all yeah, the I bad really am curious it's what, gotten. Yeah, I'm curious what you think of the extended version because that extra 15 minutes because it's over two hours the extended version and it just ugh, it's too much. Yeah, too much. But the this version here, this is, and I am in the minority, I'm sure, but this one here, big thumbs up. I really like this movie. Cool. Okay, uh, next up for me was Richard Stanley's Dust Devil. uh, Just recently we were doing quite a bit of talking about Dr. Moreau, and uh, you you mentioned Dust Devil, then we watched, oh, it was that uh, documentary that we watched about Moreau that we were talking about. And everybody everybody kept mentioning Dust Devil, and I was like, I'd never even heard of Dust Devil. And then I'm breezing around Netflix, Dust Devil. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to check this out, because... He's done some directing that looks like it has potential. And everybody says, I like Dust Devil. I didn't like Dust Devil. It sucked. It was a piece of crap. Uh, It was... It had a smattering of good 90s effects and Richard Stanley touches that were pretty sweet uh, here and there. But the story... Ugh was incoherent. Good luck following that. I, it did nothing for me. I'll never watch this movie again. Uh, I, good, explain it to me. Explain that movie. A guy wanders around, maybe stabs some people, maybe he's supernatural, maybe he isn't. Uh, more people die than he's doing some voodoo stuff. Roll credits. And you're like, huh? And everything was shot in orange. It's an orange filter because orange means heat and it's hot and they're in the desert. And you're like, that's great. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> so, not so much for me. Richard Stanley, I think you might have had a ton of potential, but you're 0 for 2 in my book, so... Eh, you would have made a great yeah. second unit director for the action bits, maybe, but... Eh. <laughs> no thanks. I'm good on that. Checked off the list. Next for you. Okay. Next up for me is Roger Corman produced The Nest from uh, 1988, I believe. And I've watched this movie many times uh, throughout the years. And happy to report, it still holds up. It's a great movie. You would love it. I know you would. Uh, it's creature feature of killer cockroaches. Oh, I'm, I'm, it's Corman, so I'm sure I'd be okay with it. Yeah, but it's, it's back before CGI, so they couldn't get away with... And it was shot on film, so they couldn't get away with... Shot on video, shitty CGI. It was shot on film with practical effects. And it works 
so well. It's, it works so well. It's, it's, you know, you got your cop and the love interest that comes back and there's, there's, it's, it's Jaws, basically. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Jaws all over again where things are going on and the guy that runs the town doesn't want to make a fuss because it'll chase people away, blah, blah, blah. And then you got the cockroaches and it's great. I love it. It, uh, there's not a whole lot for me to say about the movie other than great practical. The practical effects are really good. It has some really funny comedy bits in it. It's, it's well-made. Sylvester Stallone is naked showing his wiener, right? Yeah. Oh no, that was death race. My bad. Oh yeah. (laughs) I get all my Corman movies mixed up. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, but it's cool, man. I and this one here got a theatrical release actually because I actually remember. See, because the cover is great. It's this gigantic cockroach, um, <laughs> trying to lay on top of this half naked woman, and I'm like, and this is from '88, so you know, I am, I am like a 15 year old. Very, you're like, very mature, oh, and you're, you're like, yes. oh, look at that giant cockroach on top cockroach. of that. <laughs> yeah, um, but. Then when I finally got to see it, I'm like, oh, that was awesome. It, of course, didn't live up to any TNA, but it still lived up to the uh, cheesy horror Corman stuff. Yeah, so. okay. Good movie. All right, last one for me for this segment of the October Horror-thon is da-da-da, Grave Encounters 2. And it's hilarious that we're discussing this movie in the manner of on a podcast via Skype, considering how this movie starts off and how it goes. Yeah. Is a wannabe YouTuber, reviewer, filmmaker, douchebag hipster that I hate and wanted to die so badly. Um, he's reviewing Grave Encounters, and they talk about how it's it's a montage of people saying, it's, it's good, it's not good, it's blah, 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 blah. And this guy going, eh, not that good. I really like the first Grave Encounters. It's scary yeah. as hell. And maybe it just affects me. I'm not a huge found footage guy, but it affects me with being with its location. That insane asylum freaks me the hell out. And they were, some of the fake reviewers were saying, oh, the effects are, are not that good. I thought, I thought they were great to me. It scared the shit out of me. Um, so I was trepidatious about going into Grave Encounters 2 for, one, being able to ever sleep again, and two... They rarely live up to the first one. You know, Ring 2, hello. Um, Yep. So, as the movie went along, I grew to hate every single person in it more and more and more because the whole, the premise was that he starts to get videos sent to him and, and, and he starts to suspect that the first Grave Encounters movie that he gave a negative review to was actually all real and everything that happened in it was real. Um, so he goes so far as to go to L.A. and and I love that he's in making a student film that he, he doesn't want... He wants to reinvent horror. No more of this bullshit, quick cuts, blah, blah, blah. And then they show clips from the movie that he's making. And it's all quick cuts, totally cliche, absolute trash garbage. And I gotta give a shout-out to the actors because when they were acting in the film within a film uh, and they were bad acting, it was hysterical. Yeah. I loved it. And then, you know, they... St- okay, and cut. And we're back into our main movie where they're just acting like normal people. And it was like... That's credit to their acting talent because they snap right back into I'm just being normal, but they're still acting. 
So I had to give them a lot of credit because that's that's kind of tricky to pull off that little juxtaposition there, and they did it very well, so that was very believable, and I liked that. Um, again, they took way too damn much time with that crap, and it was like, let's go, get on with the, you know, following up on this insane asylum. So finally, about halfway through, he, they, yada, 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 get out there, and, and you know, they go out there, and then they get kicked off the lot, obviously. Yep. And then their brilliant plan is, about the halfway point, it's, okay, so now we believe the first movie is real, that all these people went to an insane asylum to film a reality TV show and they all died. We we believe that's real, so now we're going to go to the insane asylum and do the exact same thing to try and prove that it's real. And I'm like, what kind of moron are you? They all died. You're like, let's all go do the same thing. Like, that that makes no logical sense whatsoever. But that's where we're at, folks, and that's what they do. So they go in there, and obviously, uh, obviously after getting kicked off the lot, their, their grand scheme to get into the places, I got an idea. Let's go back to the hotel. We'll get rip-roaring drunk and smoke a bunch of weed and listen to metal music, and then at the middle of the night, we'll go break in. Yeah! Party! Yes. Let's do it! And you're just like, you are so dumb, and I hate all of you. Ugh, go die, please. But once they get in there and the, they get their cameras set up, repeat the process from the first one, and the scares finally start coming, and it still freaks me the hell out. Yeah, And me then too. you got your twists and turns along the way, and the ideas they brought up from that point on, while I still freaking hated the characters, the plot and story ideas that they presented, I really liked. And um, even... Up until the conclusion, I, I kind of dug. Um, enough so that I give the movie a pass and thumbs up. I, I, I gotta give it a thumbs up. It scared the shit out of me, and the, and the story was good. Once they finally freaking got on with it. But they wasted half the movie getting on with it. Yeah. Which was very yeah. disappointing. But, man, once they did... You know, there's something about that location and, and that concept that, uh, I in my opinion, it's... Uh, the insane asylum is a place of portals. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And I even called, like, when they escaped, I even called that one. As soon as they got in the elevator, oh, I was okay. like, yep, yeah, I, I know it's happening. I know it's going to happen. But I did not foresee uh, that other twist of, I'm not going to give it away. How do I say it without giving it away? Um, resurgence? Character? Okay. And then Red I haven't watched it in a couple of years and, now. Okay. So. And then the Red Door. Do you remember the Red Door? And try, I remember trying to get the Red Door open. And there. I'll just leave it at that, but. Because okay. I don't want to give anything away. I'll talk to you afterwards, but. Um, okay. All of that stuff I thought was excellent. It, there were even uh, moments of, like, Evil Dead 2 kind of in there with portals and stuff like that. I, I, I thought that stuff was all grand. I just wish it wouldn't have taken them so damn long to get there and you didn't have such loathable characters. Uh, that main guy, he just even looks like a douche. Like, could you get just ugh, have somebody that I can halfway root for even a little bit? No, not really. Um, I wonder why why he was chosen. Like, what what possesses it's a, different, a director? I don't know. It's a different director. I think the guys that directed the first one produced this one or and wrote it, but I don't know. 
he wanted somebody that looks like a douchebag that's a, a hipster douchebag, and that's exactly the guy they got, and he fulfilled his role as completely as needed. He just didn't need to do it so damn well. Uh, yeah. That being said, I mean, overall, I, I mean, for most of the movie, I was sitting here thinking of listing all the things I hate about it. Um, but then they got into the place and all that stuff, and with the red door, I was like, wow, that's sweet. I like everything that's happening now, and and the scares still got to me, even though you knew what to expect. So, I don't know, man. Cool. I'll, I'll give it a passing thumbs up. I would say it's a shadow of the first one, because that first one, it just it's so good. scares the daylights out of me. But I think Agreed. that's more about me and the insane asylum at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah have you watched uh session nine ever oh, please yeah. say yes. oh yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah i thought so that is a great movie that's a that's a very well-made film the the grave encounter movie though that's more like session nine on meth yes it is i agree <laughs> it's crazy yeah. okay that wraps up up uh this section of horathon for me uh but you have one more right yes i do okay close this out Okay, I watched a movie called A Christmas Horror Story. And if you're thinking it's too early to watch Christmas movies, yes it is, but I can't help myself. <laughs> Especially if it's Christmas and a Halloween movie, all rolled up into one nice little neat bundle. <laughs> I could not resist. So, A Christmas Horror Movie. Uh, this is going off of the, uh, the platform that Trick or Treat is, where all stories are kind of inter intertwined which trick or treat did brilliantly mm-hmm. um and this is very similar um i don't want to give too much away but i really liked the movie um in fact the um the wrap-up how everything kind of comes together is so brilliantly done um i'm very curious what you would uh, what, how you would feel about it, or if you could guess it, or hmm. and William William Shatner is in it, so there's that. <laughs> is this on Netflix? No, it, this is a video on demand okay. rental. Uh, but I had heard good things about it. I'm like, I can't wait. I got to watch this, and so uh, it gets a big. Th- I mean, well, no, 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 it doesn't get a big thumbs up. My first viewing, it gets a thumbs up. I have a feeling that I'll like it even more the second time I watch it. Some of the stories weren't quite as good as the uh, the main one, but I think upon reviewing, and, and this is actually something that ties into a script that you and I have been working mm-hmm. on, is an anthology series that that inter- intertwines. This is like that. Um, although this one here is jumping from, like, here's a scene, now we jump to... Another story, oh, and here's the okay. next scene in that story, gotcha. and back, and so it's all jumbled together. And they wouldn't have had to do that, and it would have still been, it would have been every bit as good. But I see why they did it to almost keep the viewer kind of on edge, like oh, oh whoa, now what, yeah. what? But it, but it, everything comes comes together nicely. But uh, I always like when a movie can can get me, it can catch me off guard, mm-hmm. and and that one did, and it was well made, very well shot. Um, has some nice gory effects sprinkled in throughout the movie, and William Shatner is William. He's William Shatner doing his doing his shat doing shat his shat attack. Shtick. Yes, yeah. So it was a good movie. Cool. Well, I've heard a lot of other people talking about it actually, and so I'll I'll check it out. 
Yeah, at it some was good. Point. Now, as far yeah, I was I, I'm guessing it'll come to Netflix eventually. Mm. Definitely worth a Netflix watch. Is it worth a video on demand watch? For me, being the horror guy that I am, yes, but I don't know about you. I would probably wait. Okay. So. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, okay. That wraps up this segment of the Horrorthon for October. Uh, next week, we'll have another segment. Hopefully, we can keep on track. I'm sure you'll have no problem. I can keep on track and hit my mark of 31 by Halloween. We will see. Um, and I, I wrote down a list of a few that I have coming up because I basically went through my Netflix queue and bumped up every horror film. And it's mo you know what it is, really? It's every horror movie on the roulette that you said you should watch. So I bumped it up. And so it's going to be me revisiting all of your thumbs up roulettes. Oh, good. Um, so there's the one with. Um... I don't want to give away uh, too many of the ones. I want you to be a little bit surprised when I tell you what I watched next. Okay. Uh, but I will tease one because I'm about halfway through it. This is my first watch. Uh, I believe the Nightlight played it already or they're going to, and that's Monster Squad. Uh, the oh, yeah. extremely <laughs> 80s, 80s-ist, 80s, that ever 80s, the 80s kids adventure movie. Um, and so far it fits right in there with, like, I bring this up all the time, the Explorers and those kinds of movies which I loved growing up on. I don't know how this ever missed my radar, because it's not scary horror movie or anything, but I it qualifies, obviously. Uh, I have a few others that I'm looking forward to watching, but uh, I'm getting to them when I can. Uh, yeah, well, go ahead. Let me just say, one should be housebound. I just wanted to throw that out there. I Okay. Oh, it's, uh, we'll see. Uh, okay. one, one for you <laughs> should be Banshee Chapter. Yes. That's one you have not got around to yet. Oh, it's, yep, I will definitely be, in fact, are we going to, before the show ends, I do. I definitely want to touch on movies that we're going to watch in the near future. Okay, yep, no problem. Okay. We'll do a tease. Uh, actually, <laughs> let's move into Recently Watched, uh, okay. which is going to probably be fairly brief because we've already covered pretty much everything I'm watching. <laughs> I yeah, got, me too. I got a There's... couple other things I, that are ongoing reviews coming, but... Uh, Go ahead. You wanted to talk about The Stranger? That was uh, from the 29th? Um, or no, not The Stranger. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, hold on. I sobered up for a minute. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Let's, okay. Yay. Chug, chug, chug. Ah, there we pink, go. Ah, much better. Out of that pink okay, glass. now you said yeah. there was something you watched on the 29th that was a horror movie. Uh, it doesn't count. Yes. For I, I'm sure that you've watched this, and we, I don't know if we've talked about this on the show, but we have talked about this before, and that is the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Oh. You did watch that, correct? Uh, I, I watched both that and the Friday the 13th remake, and they were utterly forgettable, in my opinion. Okay. And they are. They, they are. And, I, and, of course, I had to watch it again. I watched Nightmare on Elm Street again. And uh, this time, with such low expectations, that I actually came away thinking, that was not nah, bad. No, I wish you would give these rewatches to movies I recommend that you give a thumbs down on, because I... You always tend to... If it's horror, <laughs> it's thumbs up. <laughs> it's like, maybe it's okay. <laughs> you know, it's it's not like Pandorum or any uh, AVP Requiem, the ones that I've... Uh, <laughs> I have to no, beat, have to beat you over sweet. the head to get you yes. to rewatch those movies, but... Yes. Uh, uh, anyway. Yeah. But I, I, I want to say this about the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, remake, is Jackie Earl Haley, uh, while... 
I think that his makeup was silly compared to Robert Englund's. I think that he did a very good job playing Freddy Krueger. In fact, he was the best part of that remake. He was genuinely creepy, and I like how he kept on, like, with his, with his glove, he kept on acting like they were scissors when he would be talking and taunting his victims. He would be, like, I liked that little character beat that he did. And I think that if things would have gone better with that remake that he would have been a really good new Freddy Krueger. And there is some really good ideas in that remake uh, that they should have expounded on a little bit more, personally. Mm -hmm. Uh, One was the micro-dreams. They hint on a micro-dream to where your brain almost shuts down even when you're awake, when you're so tired, and boom, you're now Freddy is after you. I really liked that, and they should have done more of that. Um... Having said that, it's still, it's just a hodgepodge of slickly produced Hollywood forgettable horror, but there is still some good ideas in there, and it's just, it's one of those could have been really, really, really good, and like the Dawn of the Dead remake, that was kick-ass. I know, but it didn't, but the Dawn of the Dead remake didn't have a central character as iconic as Freddy Krueger, and I think that... It may be weird to say that not enough time has passed on that one, but it's just everybody associates him so much with Robert Englund. It's like yeah. maybe it just yeah, not know. enough time has passed. I agree. Hell, I defy you to bring up a Jackie Earl Haley role that he screwed up. He he yeah. he nails He's a good it. Actor. He's a fantastic actor, and that dude goes back to the original Planet of the Apes TV series. That dude has cred big time. Yeah, um, yeah, but. It just didn't work. It was just, nah, yeah. Give me, I'd... Well, and then the the girl that they get to play, Nancy uh, Rooney Mara, totally miscast in my opinion. Uh, and she's, I mean, she, she was in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. She was in Social Network. She's a good actress, but uh, and, and maybe it's because I know Nightmare on Elm Street as. That's what I'm saying. Heather, I, I, don't, I, don't it's that, like, it's, I don't know that she was miscast. I just feel like yeah. that whole movie was mostly a misfire from the beginning. Why even remake it? Just make another Nightmare on Elm Street and go with it. Yeah, I don't know why they. And, have and the to, thing is, because once you start, people would have gone to see it. But, I know, and once you, but once you start coming in and going, oh, well, what's her name? Is it Nancy? Yeah. Or Heather? No, Heather is the actor. Oh, Heather Heather Ledekamp is the actor Heather's from the eighties. Yes, but it was Nancy yeah. was the yeah. So they yeah. come in and start calling her Nancy, and it, and it just pulls you out because it's like she doesn't look like uh, why and the ho- yeah. same with Rob Zombie's Halloween. It's like that's not Jamie Lee Curtis. I I don't know the remake thing. Mm-hmm. It's lame unless you're doing Dawn of the Dead. There's no associative characters, so you can just kind of roll with it. It's more like the event. Yeah, you know, and the, actually that's a good point. Is uh, one of the reasons why I liked the Hills Have Eyes remake. Is you're exact, exactly exact that same is, reason. Is, is yeah. people like that movie because of the mute, the, the unnameable mutants in that? Well, the remake is that as well. It's it's this. I don't want to say nameless family, but this 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 group of people that are trapped in the desert with these mutants, and it worked brilliantly. Yeah. So that's a good point, and it, it, same would even apply for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I really liked the remake. There's no, I mean, Leatherface, I think, was done really well in that, but for some reason, Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah not so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, so, anyway. Quit with the reboots. Just keep making sequels. Nobody gives a shit. They'll go watch them. Um, yeah, they will. I know. Okay. Um, 
right now, as far as recently watched, all I'm watching right now is Walking Dead Season 5 is new on Netflix, and we're most of the way through that one. And last, most, for the most part, it's been fine, but these last couple episodes, I'm starting to get some bad signs where they're ending on strict cliffhangers. They haven't really done that before. Uh, at least I don't feel like they have. And this last episode we watched tonight, I was like, that's bullshit. Like, come <laughs> on. That, that is uh, just a straight-up cliffhanger. We'll see you next week. And it was like, you bastards. Not for me, though, because I'm a Netflix watcher, so I'll find out tomorrow night. And yeah. we follow that up with, every night, an episode of BoJack to, you know, oh, yeah. soothe the nerves and put you put you back to bed. Um, uh, other than that, today was added Arrow Season 3 and The Flash Season 1. I'm going to be all over that shit. Not to mention Gotham Season 1. I'm all over it. that. That's... <laughs> the horror stuff aside, I'm going to be watching that, but I am strictly trying to make my goal by the end of the month. Awesome. Um, awesome. You want to, anything else well, for recently watched? You want to tease something? Well, yes, I actually have, I actually have two more. Go ahead. To touch Do on them back to back. Recently watched. Okay. One is the Martian XD 3d showing, uh, Matt Damon, uh, Ridley Scott, and a star studded cast. And everything that you've heard about this movie is true. It is that good. The reviews are accurate. The box office is accurate. This is a great movie. I will say this, though. Uh, people that are ripping on Ridley Scott for that, oh, he's been in a slump since Gladiator. Had, no. He hasn't made a good no, he, movie no, since he hasn't. blah, blah, blah. Remember Kingdom of Heaven, yeah. how terrible that was? Yeah. No, it was great. Yeah. And Robin Hood, that, I like Robin Hood and Prometheus. And on, even even Exodus, which was eh, not as good. I'm like, oh, that was I guess still I could tease movie. that. I'm about halfway through that movie, and I think I maybe the lowered expectations. I'm liking it more than most. Yeah, it's not bad. It's it's not. I'm. It I'm feels a, like it should I, be longer. I'm a Ridley Scott whore. I'll freely admit yeah. it. That's okay. Uh, anyway, The Martian. Yeah. Sorry. So The Martian is everything that, and I read the book by the way. Oh, really? Um, Yes, I did. I read the book, and the book, uh, there are changes. I will say that, to me personally, I think the movie is better. Uh, the book was very scientific, so is the movie, but this, the whole storyline lends itself so well to a cinematic feel, being trapped on a planet like this, whereas reading the book, it's just, it, there's a lot of math, yeah. and, and, and I'm dumb. I don't. I'm not good at math. So, <laughs> and I'm not good at pronouncing terms and names. And yeah, the bad that. That's funny. It's, it kind of sounds like. It, have you done any Michael Crichton recently? As far as well, like his more scientific stuff. You really need to get into Sphere. That that was one that I know, was, had some code breaking in it, and there was uh, the Andromeda Strain, which is probably my all-time favorite Michael Crichton book. Was very science heavy. Uh, with all the, yeah. with all the terms of the disease and stuff, have you, you haven't done any Crichton recently? Okay, no, yeah, I haven't. I, I can't use that as a comparison. Then I was going to say maybe yeah. is it the Martian like that or yeah? And the Martian, I, I, to me, like reading it versus seeing it on screen. Like seeing it on screen for some reason, it was exciting. Like oh, now okay, like oh, how is he? How is he going to get out of this? Which I knew how he was going to get out of it, but how Ridley Scott shot it and presented it, and how Matt Damon acted brought it to life so good and the book was still good but this is one where i think the i personally think the movie is better in fact at two hours and 20 minutes 
they could have left even more in. And my wife loved it. And she said the same thing. She's like, that flew by. In fact, it could have even been longer. Like, it, there should have been more stuff in the movie. But big thumbs up. Take, basically, take Interstellar and Gravity and mush them together, and you got The Martian. Oh, man, that sounds so up my alley. I can't wait to see yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, here's my one complaint, is that other than that, I could have even gone for a longer movie. Um while the 3D was good and there were a couple of um, there's a couple of fantastic 3D moments in it uh, the XD theater I personally think that I would have liked it even more if it would have been non 3D in the XD theater so that you would have had the brighter screen because whenever you're wearing the glasses it's darker uh, but you would have still had the gigantic screen with the thunderous surround sound so any more 3D has to be gravity level awesome uh, but I am no longer a, you got to see it in 3D. No, no, you don't. <laughs> cool. Well, that's good um, to hear. It's, the, the 3D is still really good, but you don't have to go out of your right. way to see it in 3D. Trust hey, me, I'm mostly don't. excited that uh, there are people that are coming back around and saying, Ridley Scott has made another good movie. The The haters uh, over the last few years have been painful to me because I, me too. I love Ridley Scott. Even with his lesser movies, I feel like they're way better than most except for the counselor that was a piece of dog shit okay uh you had another one (laughs) yes one more and then i'm all done um here's one that i purposely didn't say anything to you about because i wanted to talk about it on the show what did i recommend that you hated oh here we go oh no 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 you didn't go want to go see this with me so i saw it and that would be adam sandler's pixels Mm, yeah i I stand by my reservations on seeing that movie yeah and um, do you want to know my yeah. review? Oh, on this absolutely. Movie? Okay, we'll make this quick. Uh, one star. <laughs> yes, um, I was right. <laughs> this movie was. And now here, I, I, I'm going to just <laughs> chime in real briefly on another podcast that I listen to, Horror uh, News Radio. They eviscerated this movie. Rightfully so. Um, rightfully so. I hated this movie, and I went in with an open mind. I honestly did, thinking, you know what? Forget the bad reviews. This I like 80s video. I love it, 80s video games. I'm gonna look at it from that point of view. I hated this movie. <laughs> Kevin James as the president. Immediately, I was pissed off. Adam Sandler. Literally, he wait, cashes wait, in a wait, paycheck. Wait, why were you pissed off at Kevin James being president? Donald he Trump sucks. is in the front running for the yes. president. You're yeah. mad at... Yes. <laughs> I'll t- yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. I'll take the yes. James guy right, at this yeah. point. <laughs> Same here. Um, <laughs> but uh, Adam Sandler is just... Oh, he's so... He, like, he doesn't give a he shit. He hasn't in you a long tell. time. That, that's known. Next. Yeah. And you can tell he doesn't give a shit. And I'm like, I'm like dude... This is a big budget movie. Can you at least act like you want to earn your pay in this thing? Because you're just... You're literally reciting lines, and the the, the special effects, while good-ish, ew, this was painful, painful. Um, this would go in right now if you know I've watched some pretty bad shit on Netflix this year, but this would fall in the worst of the year for me so far, like in that that top ten probably. It's that bad. Would it have so. anything? To, did you watch this before or after The Martian? Uh, I watched this uh, after The Martian, yes. Yeah, so you had great filmmaking next to bad. Um, Matt, right, we're literally right next to... 
And Chris Columbus, like, Chris Columbus has made some good movies, some not-so-good movies. I expected more from him than that. This yeah. is... He, he was involved in that Harry Potter nonsense, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yes, exactly. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Let me give you some numbers here. Uh, Pixels, production budget, $88 million. Universally bad reviews. Domestic total, $77 million. Uh, foreign, 158 So worldwide, $236 million. <laughs> See, that to uh, me is not a hit. That is not a uh, hit. That's a massive <laughs> hit. And Pixels 2 will be coming. Uh, you, can, no. you can count on it. Uh, 236 Ugh. on an 88. Yeah, that's a that's a hit. And it will be set wow. in China or something because that's yeah. where it made all yes. its money. Oh, man, I don't understand it at all. Uh, it's it all was... about money. That's it. <laughs> yeah. This was if this was a big budget sci-fi original. Seriously. It, it's this... this this, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> no, go on. What were you gonna say? It's oh, the three-headed shark to puss. Yes, the writing was so bad in this thing, and just it doesn't Adam matter. Sanders. It's all about their formula. If we, we add this much '80s things, then the adults will go to it of this yeah. age. That'll hit our demographic of yeah. 25 to 40. And uh, if if I put yeah. in enough Adam Sandler, then that, that'll get the young kids in. I'll make it PG. Yeah. Then this will get that crowd in, and. Yeah. Oh, this was a total studio job here. And Peter Dinklage, what are you doing? He's getting paid. He's yes. he's getting paid. He's in a, a, a. Granted, Game of Thrones is awesome and amazing, but it's a, it's an R-rated adult thing. And his publicist is going to say you got to get out there a little bit for the younger crowd. And this is him putting yeah. in his work for the younger crowd. He is a genuinely fantastic, brilliant actor. actor. And seriously, uh, honestly, he was the best thing about the movie. Like, when he was on screen, I'm like, you can tell he is way above everybody else acting-wise in this movie. And he was. And he was kind of the the douchebaggy character. But I'm like, yeah, you're a good... I can tell. You're you're delivering your lines and your comedy bits way better than everybody else. Why are you in this shit? Because he needs to get out there to appeal to the younger demographic. Yeah. And from the yeah. trailer, he was the only thing that could have convinced me to maybe go. Like, yeah, And he is the best yeah. part. And, this again, the special effects are good, but... Special effects will only get you so far in a movie like this. And after a little while, it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah, they're centipede. Okay, now now uh, they're making goofy, stupid noises while shooting centipede. And you know, <laughs> you know how Adam Sandler like, nye, 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 do it, does his stupid noises. Ah. <laughs> 236 so far. So they say you doubled yes. the production budget. That, that would include your... Uh, marketing budget so 88 times two you're looking at what 160 plus 236 oh. you're still way over that doesn't count dvd sales um yep pixels 2 will be on its way you can you can pretty much count on that one oh. <laughs> okay uh oh. tease what do you have coming up for us next episode okay next episode i have um should I be touching on any of the Halloween That's up type to you. movies? I'm, I'm not. I'm probably okay. going to save those a little bit. Uh, other than to say, I'm I'm halfway through Monster Squad, so I'll tease that one. That okay. one's definitely coming. Um, uh, other than that, if that's I'll, the case, I'll save I'm the rest. Say, okay, I'm going to save some of those then. Uh, I definitely am going to be watching an old Italian um, action movie called Blast Finder. I'm I'm getting that one. I, uh, it's heading. I've my, never heard of that. Head, and I want to watch it right now. What yeah, the hell is the Blast cover? Is the cover is impossibly cool? <laughs> is some Italian dude holding 
a gigantic machine gun bazooka whatever. It looks like a Rambo uh, science fiction. Mostly nude bikini clad women behind him. That yeah. will be a scene that never happens in the movie. Yes, <laughs> Standing it's going to be great. Of dead robots. <laughs> yes, yes. But Blast Finder is going to be, and that's heading my way from the, it's a UK release from an, it's an Italian movie, but yeah. So that's coming up. Uh, I am planning on, if I have the, uh, the chance, I really have been wanting to watch uh, to rewatch Watchmen, oh. mm. um, because I've been listening to other podcasts and everybody's talking about the new Superman versus Batman coming up, which is Zack Snyder directed, and uh, I've been like, I really need to watch. I Watchmen have the again. ultimate cut if you want to borrow it. And you know what? I thought about that because I have the extended version, but it does not have uh, the. Uh, chime in here. The, the, the animated, animated parts cut in with it as well. But I, 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 yes. I'm telling you, dude, that's the way to go. If you're a super fan of the book, if you're not a super, I am. I love well, the book. If you're a super fan of the book, that's the way to go. If you're not, eh, but here's another thing. One sitting. It's the, the Lord of the Rings thing. If you watch yeah. it all, if you split it up, eh, watch it all in one sitting. It's a ride. It's an amazing, well-paced it's so good. So, so you do like the uh, the, I am the, ta- the tales of the Bra- it, tales of the black freighter? Mixed I'm in? in the extreme minority, but I do. Okay. I that I pre-ordered that ultimate cut the second it came out when they announced mm. all their versions and the director's cut and then the black freighter separate. I was so disheartened, but I was like, please, please give me an ultimate version with all of it put back together. And it's it's a push in four hours, I think. Uh, but yeah. I got it. And I pre-ordered it the day it came out, and it went out of print in like forty-eight hours. Yeah, uh, it's it's yeah, it's out of print. It's on my shelf, right next to the yep. Dark Knight Rise Returns. Uh, <laughs> yep. Ultimate. I'm so I'm so I'm trying to decide. Do I do I possibly borrow your copy, or do I just watch mine? Because I've watched Black Freighter already, and I love it. It's a great. That's I it's I awesome. watched the theatrical version in the theater, and with me, the yep. next one that I saw was my ultimate cut. I will never watch it separate. I don't want it separated. You have to, and while you're watching it, you get a little, not, not annoyed, but you're, it's a little tired. You're like, Oh, okay. Now we're going back to the animated and the black Freighter stuff. And by the end, you realize I needed those breaks. I needed those breaks from the tension and the, the general weirdness of the story. Yeah. And it really brings it all back together. I, I, I yeah. think it's perfectly paced. It's the same way when you read the actual Watchmen book. Um, you oh, know, I know. You, I love that. I plowed through yeah, that Yeah, you're thing. getting into the story, and then all of a sudden it cuts to this Black Freighter shit, and the news stories, and you're like, come on, come on, come on, come on. But when you get to the end, you realize, I needed those breaks. I, I, yeah. I it, was, it, it was important to the overall story. Do you think that, um, I personally think that Watchmen is an underrated movie. Uh, especially in the comic book, graphic novel, movie realm, I I think it's underrated, and I know it did relatively good for an R-rated movie, but people don't talk about it that much. Oh, it uh, has its fans. That's kind of a. Um, it's not one that I would say is fifty-fifty, or people love it or hate it. It's it's more like it's sixty-forty, where m- most of the people are like, eh, he went too far trying to encapsulate the novel, and then there's forty percent of us going. It's perfect. It's fine. It's good. It's great. Well, you know, the positive side. Yeah. And I yeah. personally, I, the ultimate cut, that's the way to go, dude. I'll, hey, it'll be at your doorstep tomorrow if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, boy. That's Have tempting. you ever watched? You that haven't watched tempting. the ultimate cut? 
No, uh, I think you should. No, you're gonna have to. You're Never watch. Have it. to set aside a chunk of time, but it's yeah. If you haven't, then I think that you should. Yeah, and here's the thing though. With that is, you said it's four hours, and it is. Is that is a whole evening after kids are in bed, and it's like, new boy, that's. It's almost one that you might want to wait till like you're not dealing with kids, and you can start it earlier than normal. Because, you know, yes. with us, we, we sit down, we start having a drink, that's a two-hour thing, and we're asleep. You can't yep. do that with this. Yep. you got to, like, really ease in. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. you'll be asleep at the halfway point. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, yes. so that's, that's, what I'm, that's what I've got going on uh, in the near okay. future. Well, we need to wrap this episode up, because we're at our closing time, right on time. Uh as always, you can get a hold of us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Please visit our friends Cinema Sidekicks and Cinema Soft Underbelly, both on iTunes. And don't forget Four Nights of Fulci, that is, by the time you listen to this. Last night was an unbelievable, amazing, sold out. You better get your tickets now. Woo! And tonight is Zombie. Uh, next week is City of the Living Dead and The Beyond on Friday and Saturday, October 16th and 17th. Uh, get on that as soon as humanly possible. You better buy them tickets because there's only 50 uh, per showing. And, and we are expecting, we truly are expecting a sellout of, uh, of these yeah. movies. So I do recommend getting there early or buying them online to secure your tickets. Yep, I agree. And remember, kids, uh, we may not be able to pronounce the title of your movie, but we will tell you if it's a piece of shit. I'm Eric Martin. Yep. I'm Eugene we'll Weaver. See you in the theater. Bye.